Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. And welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about all the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we're not experts. We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And Dory, today, the day that this episode is airing, if you are listening to this episode the day it comes out, we want to remind you that we are doing a live digital show. Oh, yeah, baby. That means it's online and anyone can join us. All you need to do is buy a ticket at moment.co slash forever35. The show is at 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 PM Eastern. Mm-hmm. We have an after party where you can you can get a ticket to that that's happening right after. And the show will stay up for a week. So even if you can't attend live, you can still watch it means you can't like participate in all the stuff we're doing. We've got giveaways. We've got listener chit-chat questions. We're doing some games. But you can still get in on the fun by watching. We have guests coming. We do. We are so excited. We have Sammy Junio, our dear producer, and our friend of the pod, Nora McInerney. Uh, It's going to be really great. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, because we're celebrating your birthday. Oh, yeah, we are. And as of this airing, your birthday has just happened. It's true. It has. But that doesn't mean the party can't continue. You know, I feel like you got those birthday people. Some people really do like a month of birthday. Yes. I try not to be that person, but I I do end up sometimes doing like a few days of birthday. It just ends up that way. Well, you know what? Uh, We'll talk more about this in another episode. I avoid celebrating birthdays for myself personally, but this year, I think I'm going to do something for my birthday. Yes, Kate. I'm excited for this. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it is, but I I, As I just like assume I'm included. (laughs) You know what would be really weird if you weren't? (laughs) It would be really weird. You're one of my best friends. I know, but like what if your thing was like, I'm going to do something for my birthday and that is go on a three-day silent retreat by myself. You know what I mean? Like, like, That's fair. uh, That's fair. I don't know what you're planning, but well, I think what I meant is I'm going to do something with people. I have oh, a lot okay. of like anxiety okay. around throwing parties, yes, but I'm yes, trying yes. to like branch out a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited anyway, for this. 
Look, I would love to know what people do for their birthdays. So if you want to leave us a voicemail or a text, that number is 781-591-0390. You can always email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can do that. I, I, I should also say we're going to be talking just generally about birthdays tonight. Yeah. And like remembering some of our birthdays. Yeah. Because yeah. now we're at the point where we've had a lot. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Remember you're like 20 it's and you've like, true. I've had some. Now we've had now we've had many, many birthdays. Yeah. Um, and just a reminder, the link for those live show tickets is moment.co slash forever35. And you know who else's birthday was yesterday, Kate? Pierce Brosnan. Sam Irby's new book. <laughs> Because I did Google celebrity birthdays and it was Pierce Brosnan's birthday, but it's also Janet Jackson and Tori Spelling. Um, but it is also Samantha Irby's new book's birthday. It came out yesterday. It's called Quietly Hostile. It's, I mean, <laughs> what can you even say? What can you even say? Like her books are just so funny and so insightful in like such a sneaky way. Like you think you're just reading this sort of like funny lighthearted essay collection and then she just like gets you with some like trenchant observation you're just like oh god yes the essay about her brother oh my god so good dory and i read the book we have have read read the book book. we have read the book from cover to cover and it's it's so we've committed it to memory (laughs) we are literally reciting it we're doing performances of it for ourselves over text I cackled out loud. I had emotional moments where I got choked up. It's just amazing. So if you can't tell us, we are so honored to have Sam as our guest today. Yes. Sam, this is the second time Sam's been on the show. She was on the show, we realized, five years ago. Early on. Very early. She introduced me to Burt's Bees Tinted Lip Balm, which I currently have here at my desk. Okay. That was one of her products that she talked about on that episode. And if you're not familiar with her, she is a humorist and essayist and the author of three previous essay collections, Meaty, We Are Never Meeting in Real Life, and Wow, No Thank You. And again, her latest essay collection is called Quietly Hostile. It came out yesterday. You are going to want this book. Like, just period, end of story. Just, just, Just order it right now. And... We had, as I'm sure you can imagine, a really wonderful, fun, hilarious, heartfelt conversation, and we want to just get right to it. So without further ado, here is our chat with the incredible Samantha Irving. Well, Sam, we are so excited to have you back on Forever 35. I I honestly can't believe how long it's been. I know. I was just trying to remember. And it's been almost five years. It's been almost five years. That's right. Yeah. You came to my house mm-hmm. with your wife. Mm-hmm. Your wife read a book. I think she was waiting in the car, though. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think she, she read outside. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I never want to uh, impose or, you know, like, what do you... I didn't want you to think I brought, like, my bodyguard. So I'm like, listen, <laughs> you're very intimidating. You have to stay in the car. Stay in the car. <laughs> in the car. Uh, both Ooh. of your lives have uh, changed since we've seen each other. One of you had a baby. 
One of yeah, you had a yes. huge book that I just got the paperback of. Oh my I goodness! Yeah. Wow. I Thank bought the you. hardcover too, but then uh, I gave that away and got the paperback. Oh, you know, Sam, you were saying that our lives have changed since we last <laughs> talked, but your life has also changed. Yeah. I mean. When we first talked, I think you were in LA for your first TV writing job. Yeah, I was working on Shrill. Shrill, with yeah, Lindy, yeah. And we were living in Martha Plimpton's house, which That's was right crazy. <laughs> which was like surreal. Can I tell you? In the room that I was sleeping in, her she had there was like a cork board, and her invitation to Barack Obama's inauguration was just like pinned on a corkboard in our guest room. And I mean, I might have like cried. (laughs) Right. I was like, (laughs) what do you say? Like, it wasn't even in her main bedroom. It's in like the guest room. And I'm like, man, this is real fame when you can put the Obama thing in the room you don't go in i was like right (laughs) not framed not not like commemoratively framed just like pinned up on a court what would you guys do if you i mean i don't know i would have it like bronzed or so i don't know i was like she's cooler than i am because i would show everyone who walked into my house i was working on a show and having a surreal los angeles experience yes yes I and, enjoy. I like LA. And since and since then, you've worked on a few more shows. I have a few shows that six or seven people watch, and then one show that millions of people watched and hated, <laughs> or pretended to hate for the internet. Yeah, yeah. I think be real. Let's talk about yeah. you. Are, did you work on the second season of In Just Like That also? I did, but I didn't say shit about it because everyone was trying to eat my breakfast last time. So I was like, well, yeah. I'll wait until the show comes out and people see my name on it before I post anything. So so at least like I can uh, minimize the ridicule until like there's actually a show that people can can see and judge. And lie about hating. Okay, so I actually think this this ties into like the first essay in your new book because, and you write about the response uh, that people had to Mm -hmm. and just like that, and then you do like a brilliant, just utter, just tear down buildup of Sex and the City in your own eyes, which is amazing. But you're writing about kind of the feeling of creating something that then people just take pleasure in shitting all over very publicly. And you also kick off the book writing about just like liking what you like and the ways in Mm -hmm. which other people love to kind of come down on the things that we like. And Mm -hmm. I I feel like those two things kind of tie together, right? Like having the courage to be upfront about what we like because there's so much pressure. Okay. Yes. Thank you for saying that because I felt... Like when writing it, I was like, ah, you know, like, is this just a me thing? But no, no it's so it's real. So, it feels, I mean, I hesitate more. I would rather like, <laughs> I don't know, like 
you know, describe well no i was gonna say describe a bowel movement but that's something i'm totally comfortable doing also <laughs> in the book <laughs> yeah. i would rather you look at my medical chart than i admit to you like some of the things i watch and enjoy yeah. right well you two wouldn't like judge me but we all know those people who are just like wait they know you're gonna say yes. amazing race and they're like waiting so they can jump on you and yell at you for not watching like Barry or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> I could watch that. I will. It's I'm not avoiding that. But also, I like to watch like right. screaming cousins racing around the world. I mean, come on. But yeah, it's it's the, the like gotcha of it all is so like I've gotten to the point where like I don't tell anyone I don't actually know what I'm listening to or reading or whatever because every time I post like a book on Instagram someone will first of all someone will say oh you read that or you're reading that Mm. and it's like well Yeah, bitch, I posted, yeah. (laughs) Like, you see the creases? I made those. And then there's inevitably someone who's like, I hate that author and everything he writes sucks. First of all, I don't operate on the internet that way. Like, I just think, like, Mm -hmm. nobody needs to hear. Well, first of all, I think, like, whenever there's something I don't like, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's, like, not for me. Because who am I yes. to judge, like, what's yes. bad, right? Like, it's just not for me. That show Chernobyl, not my kind of show. It's probably amazing. I didn't watch it. <laughs> not, but, right, not that's the thing, right? It. Like, this idea that, like, everything should be for everyone. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. And that you have to adjust, or not you, but, like, whoever made it has to adjust their thing for this one specific person yes. rather than that one person putting down the remote and being like, mm, I don't like that. I'm going to go do something else. Like it yeah. is insane to me that the art has to change and not the consumer of it. Mm. And so I, you know, I'm always trying to, cause I do, I feel so much shame all the time um, and have felt <laughs> ashamed of the things i like um and so i wanted to just be like okay if there are other people like me here's what i do and it's very awkward but you could do it too and just like when someone's shitting on something you love just like reiterating over and over that you like it (laughs) and it it's so awkward but it's also so satisfying and i just want people to like we I don't know. I feel like shit about so many things. I know you guys do too. I can't feel like shit about a show I didn't like make and produce and pay for. Okay. Like and and just like enjoyed watching. Like that's I want everyone to feel less bad about things we don't have to feel bad about. How has it made you feel to stop apologizing less? Cuz this is an intention I always have and I've I've never really quite figured out tools to do it kate and this you know is really I'm intriguing failing. you know i'm failing at it anyone who tries to stop apologizing 
I bumped into a thing in the grocery store and was like, sorry, like two days ago. Mm-hmm. It's it's just as my, I have, I mean, like, I just, I can admit this. I need to be liked. Mm, I don't know if I need to be liked as much as I just don't want anyone to ever be mad at me. Me too. I have and the same so thing. when you are like that, the apology, it's like my knee jerk reaction to everything. Sorry, don't be mad at me. Sorry, sorry. Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Are you, are we good now that I've said I'm sorry? And so it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But I have, I've stopped like the casual drive by apologies. Mm. But I right. really do have to like seal my lips. I have to like cover my mouth. <laughs> Oh, I don't apologize. Apology is not the default right. anymore. Right. It is silence while I try to think of something yes. else to say that's not, I'm sorry. Right. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me. Mm-hmm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Forever35. I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given Mm -hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm -hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add 
photos from his family. My sister has the app, so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts, I think, of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about... Uh, we have two Aura Frames in our house. I have Ooh. one in my office and yeah, and one in our family room. And do my they kids have, love do it. Do they have the same pictures on them? No, they have different pictures. <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one for my office. I'm looking at a picture of my in- children right now. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code Forever35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough. 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 I mean, Dory, have I ever told you? Have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh. Sounds uncomfortable. Because <laughs> I, I didn't have honey love when I was in college. No. Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. With no. Honey, no. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to 
not sacrifice lift all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable you barely know it's there, especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. You know, another aspect of like, well, I like it culture, I guess, that I appreciated in your book was your essay about Dave Matthews. Um, My king. First of all, I just want to say that I think an aspect of this whole thing that you point out so well is that people assume you're doing a bit yes. when you say you like the Dave Matthews mm-hmm. band. That's so like insidious to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that that you are ironically into something that they have decided someone can only be into ironically. Yes. Yes. Or that someone who like looks like me or is interested in the thing, like they've decided that those things don't go together. And so then I have to be like, okay, let's break it down. I am from the suburbs. I (laughs) was in, I started high school in 1993 I was in marching band, like, you know, take what you know about me and kind of add those things. And then it starts to make a little more sense, right? Like I was listening in high school. I really, oh my God, I loved whole Sarah McLaughlin. Oh God, that, Mm. that, Mm -hmm. not the first album. The second album was truly like, you know, I, I wore the cassette out. Um, and so it is, like people who don't know that part or who like assume I'm cooler than I am um, are always like, oh, this is a joke, right? Like this is, you're always doing a joke. And I'm like, well, I'm not always doing a joke. And I'm especially mm-hmm. not doing a joke about Dave Matthews because I really love him. He just, I think uh, as I've, especially as I've gotten older, I have leaned more into, oh my God, I, why am I going to tell you this? Like, sometimes when you're listening to a thing and there's like a terribly violent lyric or a, you know, like, you know, you have to watch out for someone saying something that's going to like upset you. And like, I can handle like violence and whatever, but you know, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like, have the beat that bitch up song come on so it's nice to just put on a thing where you're like this is inoffensive and no one will get no one will get mad at me for playing it although people who hate like fiddle music might (laughs) (laughs) i well i think it's just all kind of like like as a romance writer and reader mm-hmm. you know like i spent literally a, a year and a half only reading these ice planet barbarian alien sex books and alien <laughs> romance books and people assume 
like like we talked about that it's a joke or that I don't really genuinely like it, like I ironically like all those mm-hmm. things. But I think one of the reasons some of these things are so soothing is like there is comfort in the rest of our lives are filled with a lot of pain and anger yep. and injustice yep. and horribleness. And so as you said, like Chernobyl, it, the TV show was all those things like that <laughs> didn't provide any any relief. And it's interesting to me, like culturally, especially with like highbrow culture, why things that are just like digestible and feel good and kind of soft in the way that a Dave Matthews album might be like, Mm -hmm. why is that not treated with the same prestige? I don't know. It's just food for thought as I sit here in my corner. Thinking about you as a romance novelist, like, I don't want to say they get no respect, but they are not revered in the Mm -hmm. way they should be, especially considering how huge the audience is, how well the books do. It's like if if business books were selling the way romance books sold, people would be like, oh, my God, it's a revolution. But because I don't know if it's like. You know, that like tough as nails America thing, which like, you know, mm. I, I get we're tough, but like, I don't know if it's like that, that makes people like see a soft thing, see a tender thing and write it off. It's like Lifetime movies, how now yeah. it's like, oh, if you watch them, you're watching them ironically. And it's like, well, I kind of want to know how who the babysitter slept right. with or whatever. Right. Like, I'm not making fun of this. I think earnestness mm. is like so scoffed at, and we're so. I find I'll speak for myself. I'm so afraid sometimes to be earnest because, mm. like, it's like people don't want to let you right or you know everybody's like racing to like say the thing back to you that's like snarky and rude and it's like oh i was just trying to like tell you a thing that is nice (laughs) right or or you have to or you have to qualify it by saying it's a guilty pleasure which Mm -hmm. is like the worst i don't ever say that yeah it's like horrible um (laughs) just on a purely personal note it was so funny to me that you had the last normal day essay which is about like right before the the what did you call it the um not like non you know i don't lockdown. read <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and and then you had the essay about dave matthews because the last like normal weekend i had before lockdown i spent in las vegas going to a dave matthews show worth it that that is the <laughs> ideal way <laughs> to usher in a lockdown i'm so jealous oh my god well, how was like, he was it amazing he was amazing and like it was a small venue uh, and i think it was at the cosmo which is like a small theater and but i just remember like reading the news and my parents were here watching my son who was then like a baby mm-hmm. and i texted my mom and i was like um i'm gonna order some toilet paper to be sent to the <laughs> house why the toilet like, paper why did we have a run i don't on know toilet paper? i don't know i definitely bought into that whole panic though oh t- we did too yes <laughs> yeah. totally too. and we sprayed it with lysol and left yeah. it on the front steps <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, and wiped down our groceries. Yep, yeah, we did I mean, all like, of that. We did. But all we didn't of it. know <laughs> we were doing the best we could with the information that we had. Oh my god! But Sam, you're. I I realized how much I'd sort of like blocked out about those early days when I was reading your essay and it all came like flooding back, like sing happy birthday while you're washing your hands. All the, the, the stuff that happened in the very beginning is just like, ugh, I can't get over it. I think that's why I wrote about it. Cause I just, that is the part I think that flummoxes me the most is that like no one, you know, there was no like Dan rather, telling us mm. just to sit tight you remember when uh not to bring up happy times but do you remember when 9-11 happened and it was like the news was on it every channel was saying the same thing maybe they were lying and colluding who knows but they at least were all saying the same thing and we all were getting the same information and th- with this it was just like oh no we're we are adrift. <laughs> well, it's like yeah. it's this, the way like Walter Cronkite is revered as like America's newsman, and mm-hmm. how everybody felt all like, you know, like when JFK was assassinated, and right. everyone tuned into the news and felt right. held. Like that is gone. That doesn't yeah. exist. Like we it, don't have not no. one. No, not one person that you're like, oh, I turned to him. He's reliable. I turned to her. She always has the facts. It's just like. Well, I guess I could see what MSNBC is saying. Right. And, and read that Twitter. That is tough and- for me. I think, like, that is truly one of the ways in which I am feeling being a middle-aged person is that, like, mm-hmm. things like, I want the newspaper to really be correct <laughs> is important uh-huh, uh-huh. to me. I don't know that I've thought about that ever in life before the past few years. And now I'm like, what link is that? I don't know if I can click it. What if it's lies? And that it's a stressful way for us all to live. Like I'm not a yeah. fact checker. I don't, I just yeah. want to click a thing, uh, put in my credit card number. Cause you can't read anything without it. And then read the article and know that it's real, but may, maybe yeah, we'll get like, back to that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it is scary the way it does feel like our entire society has been destabilized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why we are all <laughs> listening to Dave Matthews and reading gentle <laughs> yes! books. Okay. The nostalgia. Are you guys like feeling super nostalgic? Because yes. I thought any 90s movie, yes. like the, all the dad thrillers, I'm like, yep, I'm going to watch everything mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones ever made. I'm going <laughs> to listen to all like Ani DeFranco, like everything I listened oh, to. I in did high that school. recently, and you I would loved put on it, right? Ani, it and I was like, like putting on a warm <sighs> blanket. <laughs> yes, and even just I was like, oh, I remember this version of my feminism, like my like mm. 1998 feminism. Like it just, mm. but it did feel just like, oh yeah, I am 32 flavors and then some. Like it felt <laughs> good. I, I I truly just went through this like oh an God. Ani re-listen. Yes, and all my. College friends were like, Ugh, and I was like, I know, but yeah. also, mm, yes, so no, yeah. Don't let them shame you. Just, I like it. I, well, <laughs> it's, it is. Pushing. It makes me feel like I, I, I feel too young to be doing this, but I am at the. You know, I'm 44 almost. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I am my parents' 
eight, like the age I, I don't know where I saw my parents doing this where it was like constant Fleetwood Mac in the car or whatever. Yes. Like there's this comfort in holding on to the way things were. It just yes. felt cool. It just felt, and it wasn't safer, but it felt safer in a way. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm doing that too, for no, sure. It feels cozy and has the added bonus of like, you don't have to learn anything new. You don't have to like figure out there. We have, so, we have access to so much right now. And I love it. I love that you can, whatever obscure thing you can just pull up on Spotify, but also it's like, well, who, who tells me which thing is good now or which thing is worth my time or how can I, you know, 700 albums came out yesterday. How do I know which one to listen to? So yeah. rather than deal with that, I'm just like, well, let me dust off this Tori Amos from 1995 and just listen to that. I, I already know I like that. So I get so then- it. I totally like, I I wish I could go back and tell my parents I was sorry for uh, scoffing at their Anita Baker and Al Green oh. in the car. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, and like, do you, cause you have, you talk about like being cool with teenagers and how to communicate <laughs> with teenagers in your book. And I know you are a stepmother to kids that age. Like, do you feel a disconnect from that generation? Do you fe- see like, do you look at them and see hope? Like what is your relationship to like Gen Z and beyond and the world in which like what they're creating? I I love that they are so engaged and active in a way that, I mean, I don't know that in high school I could have told you, I mean, I'm sure I knew who the president was, but I didn't know anything about politics or policy. And like, I love that these kids are like involved and stoked about trying to change things or at least feeling like they can change things. Cause yeah. I'm at the point now yeah. where I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm going to die. This is going to be the same. You know, like when I die, everything <laughs> will still be the same. Like there's no hope. And the kids actually have hope, which, which feels good on a like cultural level. A lot of times I do not know what these kids are talking about. I do not know what, my stepdaughter the other day was talking about uh, being on a discord server. And I was like, Oh, are are you like programming something? (laughs) (laughs) And she looked at me like, I like, she just like watched me eat my own vomit. She was just like, (laughs) and I was like, you know what? I made a mistake. I asked you a question. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll never do that again. And I will. And so then like, I had to like, go get my phone and look up what a discord server is. But I, I think like the kids are cool. They're funny. Like kids now are just like, I mean, it's probably like a, a byproduct of like being on the internet, being raised by the internet that everybody's so quick. But I, I mean, I love it. I do not have the energy to do anything that they do, but I do. I, I mean, I think the, I think the kids are going to be okay. I think we're giving them a shit sandwich, and yeah. they're going to figure out how to mm. make it good, or at least I hope. Uh, the kids in my house, I mean, oh my god, they have too many opinions. 
uh, they are too loud. They <laughs> don't. Uh, they act. They have selective hearing. I, y'all know. Well, Dory, you're about to know as your little one gets older. Like they, it's you could be talking right into their ear, but if it's something they don't want to hear or like a chore you want them to mm-hmm. do, they don't hear it. No. Like, oh, oh yeah, you told me to what? And I'm like, you were looking. We had oh. made eye contact. <laughs> my son will say. My son will just say, "Mama, don't say that." <laughs> Mama, don't say that. Mama, don't say that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try that. Like when someone wants something from me, I don't want to do. I'm just gonna say, "Don't say that." Don't say, don't that. say that. Don't say that. <laughs> you know the one thing. Okay, I want to hear this from you as parents because I I feel like a moron feeling this way but do you like want your kids or do you want to know that your kids think you're cool like the the chapter i wrote about like how to look cool in front of teens is just my trial and error of like i just want them to be like yeah my stepmom's like dope they're not impressed by the books by the TV, That's so wild because you're so cool. Like, yeah. they don't. I would give anything for you to be they my stepmom. Don't care. I will be your stepmom. Thank you. What's, Thank what's you. your What's your dad up to? Um, <laughs> I mean, he's remarried, but like, we can. He's great. <laughs> we'll, we'll work great. it out. We'll do. They we'll can do figure. A, the three of you can figure it out. Yeah, we'll do a communal <laughs> thing. Come on. I just, I, I, it like embarrasses me when I think about it. Like, why is this important to me? But. It is. And then I wonder if like other people, like, do you guys, are you like, I hope my kid looks at me as a cool person. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, yes. And I, I think there are times that I have broken through and they do. And then there are time. And then most of the time, no. Yeah. And like, e- even when I try to like brag, like if we're watching a TV show and I'm like, Oh, I know them. Like, you know, I use my like Hollywood old mm-hmm. comedy connections. It's like cool t- to them for like a second, but Wait, it doesn't make they, me cool. Didn't they think that the person who had taken your headshot like 20 years ago? Oh, he's the coolest. <laughs> the person who took me and my husband's headshots in New York 20 years ago is now a massive YouTube star named Jordan Matter. Whoa. And my kids and their friends were like, what the fuck? You know Jordan Matter? <laughs> now, I don't know him. I met him once and he took a photo of me. And that was like, but the I coolest just love that, I've been. that, like, yeah. that oh, and he, was and it, the thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I, but I do think like we'll never be cool, but I don't, I don't know if it's cool. I think what I want them to feel is comfortable with like, and mm-hmm. their friends. Like, I want them yeah. to feel safe with me. Mm-hmm. And, that I accept them no matter mm-hmm. what. And yep. and I and that they can talk to me about stuff that feels uncomfortable. And I know they won't always mm-hmm. because that's what your peers are like you no teen does, but mm-hmm. that is my goal. But like I did tr- I do try to impress my daughter. Like I did interview <laughs> Pedro Pascal 10 years ago and it, uh! the, the clip came up on like TikTok recently and I was like, yeah, you guys know like I interviewed Pedro Pascal. <laughs> And like that, I think the, I'm not cool because of it, but like just, you know, it, it didn't quite work. Like maybe it registered, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, it's really hard. That. Any like, tangential celebrity, anything. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, I talked to her one time. 
Yes. <laughs> the but kids like, are like, oh, <laughs> shut up. But it's not cool. Like it, you can, I don't know if you're feeling this, but the feeling of irrelevance that I'm starting to feel about how like I don't impact culture. My generation is not like the cool one. I am just trying to fucking figure out what is going on now. (laughs) And I really feel that. Mm -hmm. And it's, and I have a lot more empathy for older generations now because I'm like, me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. And the feeling that like everything's there, there just is like so many things we just don't know. Like, or I just don't know. Like I remember when TikTok blew up, uh, the little one was like really into it. And I was like, I, I don't even know what that is. I don't, where did you get that? How do you know about it? Mm-hmm. And like, it just, and I know some people's reaction is like, oh, that shouldn't exist if I don't know about it. Never. I think they should have a million apps, anything that keeps them from bothering me. But I also was like, how I don't, I don't have my finger on the pulse. Like I don't have anyone mm-hmm. young who tells me about new stuff and, that makes me feel scared and old. <laughs> so we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Can I ask you... um? I just wanted to get your thoughts on grief because you wrote about mm-hmm. your your parents dying and and I I like the the way you talk about grief because I think it's a way speaking of like things we're too we feel a lot of shame admitting but like mm-hmm. you write about the kind of grief that comes across to me as like it's relief like you ask like is it bad that I don't miss them and mm-hmm. you describe it as like feeling like the grief you wrote the grief I live with feels like when you suddenly remember a famous person you like is dead and mm-hmm. I think this kind of grief is not accepted as ne- or, or talked about or anything. And I was so glad you put it into words. Um, I, I just was wondering, I mean, I don't, it's not a real question, but just could you touch on this a little bit about of like kind course. of the, your experience with grief and um, if you also think it's not one that we really talk about, but is one I think a lot of us have felt or do feel. Yeah. It's like taboo. It's not speaking ill of the dead, to be honest, about the dead person, right? Like, I am, first of all, no one taught, you know, I cannot relate to, you know, you see people and their parents have been dead for however long and they're like still crying. 
I don't relate to that, right? Like, mm. but and but that's like how grief is modeled for us. Mm-hmm. And right. and if you don't do that, then you feel like you're doing something wrong, or like I'm a bad kid because I I don't have a framed photo in every room. You know what I mean? Like it, it like we've turned everything into a competition and grief is certainly one of those things like who can be the yeah. most profoundly affected. But I first of all, I don't want my grief to last very long. I it doesn't serve me. It doesn't honor the memory in any way, right? It's just me kind of torturing myself. So that's like one part of it. Another is that I am very clear on who my parents were and what life would be like if they were alive right now. And it would be terrible. Like either they'd be sick and like dragging on me that way, dragging me down that way. And I know people are going to think that that's like, you know, not nice to say, but it's true. We have to be honest, right? Like they would be a drain on me now, or they'd be like irritating, (laughs) bothering me. I certainly wouldn't be writing about my life in this kind of detail if they were around but i think like in general i don't i would love to see i don't know how this happens but i would love to see us like move away it's almost like you're holding a candle for like your boyfriend except it's your dead mom who will never come back right like we need to figure out how to like I don't know. There's probably a psychiatrist listening to this right now being like, this is unhealthy, but, (laughs) but I mean, you have to move on. Like you have to keep living. Right. And it's like, I would, I, I would never want to, and then you have to involve other people in it. Right. When, when they're like, Oh, Hey, you haven't talked in two days. And it's like, well, you know, my mom died 19 years ago. And it's like, no, 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 that can't be. I can have private moments that I think about things. I can have memories. I can have all of that stuff. But like the performance of grief, I don't have to do it. And I don't have to to like stoke the grief inside of me. I think that's what a lot of people do. They're like afraid to look callous or uncaring or whatever it is. They're like, people are watching me. So if I laugh, they're going to think I don't care that my mom died. And it's like, mm. I it's sad that anyone would feel that way because we should all be like, oh, your mom died and you think a joke is funny? Great. Yeah. Let's, let's keep moving into that space. So I hope that there are other people who have like, talked openly about like like I don't get wistful when I hear like someone says my mom's name or someone asks me and it's just like people get like are taken aback by that and I'm like but if I cried you would be like you're an unhinged lunatic she's been dead for 25 years like figure it out so I think I I don't know how people get to this place, but I do 
want that for everyone who's lost someone that you can put it in perspective, but like continue living your life, Hmm. you know? I love that. I I appreciate that too, because I am definitely of the other category. Like my mom died and it like rocked my world and I I still am like grief, 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 grief. But I think we don't, that only represents like also one kind of relationship with a parent. Yes. And there's so many different relationships that people have with Mm -hmm. folks who die and not all of them are like, you know, fucking butterflies and roses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if we're talking, I mean, this is the real, like, insensitive, unemotional shit. But if we're talking about, like, the real costs of older parents who, especially mine, who had nothing, would have continued to have nothing, would, Mm. like, require I take care of them. It's like, oh, no, I couldn't have my life if they were alive. Mm. So thank you for your service. Thank you for your ova and your sperm uh, i hope whatever's afterlife is great or is nothing i just hope it's not bad but like i'm gonna move on <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna marie condo my parents i'm gonna be like thank you for your service right bye this doesn't bring me um, joy anymore Here I go. <laughs> this is just this is just me being an, a nosy bitch and you don't have to No, I this, will answer anything you ask. My favorite kind of dream. What is, what is your relationship with your brother now? Oh, we, that was very moving. We are texting. I really would like to go to Memphis and like have a reunion. So we're going to figure out when we can do that. Oh, wow. It was, I mean, I it was so... I didn't even want to write about him at first. I wrote about him a couple books ago because I was writing about spreading our dad's ashes and how I felt bad because like maybe he wanted some. Now he is a normal person who, when I told him was like, no, I don't want like a cup of gravel that used to be hard. <laughs> but it felt I thought I it felt like I mean I don't use the word magical but it truly felt magical that like randomly his daughter saw yeah. my book and was like yeah. that name also you right. look kind of like my dad and then reached out it was so amazing and here's the best part I don't really know him that well, so we don't have a ton of negative history. Whereas my sisters, who I've known my whole life, I'm like, well, jump into a volcano, right? Like, I'm sick of them. (laughs) With him, it's like, there's no, like, old 1987 problems to bubble up. Like, I always find with my siblings, it's like, okay, we're fighting about what's happening right now. But also, we're kind of fighting about the thing you did when I was 12. And that is exhausting. And with him, I don't have any of that baggage. And it's like, it's, it's, it's so nice. I will say, though, that I was, the thing that was so, that worried me the most about, like, you know, re-meeting him or whatever is like, I do, I have all this stuff out in the world. And... 
I didn't know if that would be scary to him. Yeah. You know, like, oh, mm. hey, sister, who's written three books about, like, our family. Like, you know, I was, right. like, so nervous that he would be like, nice to meet you. Don't ever talk to me again. But yeah. he he's so nice. Also, it's just really nice to, like, find your brother and find yeah. that yeah. he's a nice guy. Yeah. It was really sweet. Oh, I'm really, I'm really happy to hear that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, we should probably let you go. And before we do, yes, can we just do a brief kind of chit chat about peeing? Because yes, <laughs> not to really go from grief to urine, but I, I just, I feel like we can in this in this conversation. And you just have this amazing chapter in your book that starts off. I mean, it starts off with a, re- a relationship <laughs> and person you're dating who's like you s- becomes more and more clear that their kink is like piss mm-hmm. kink. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also you just kind of delve into the way in which like our bodies kind of just like give up on being able to hold an RP, yes. which is something in the last year I have, it has been like overwhelming and shocking and is one of those things that I like try to hide and don't want anyone to know. Yes. And I, I guess just this idea of like, getting older and the way our bodies just kind of like sell us out. I don't know. I mean, I mean, this is very ableist sounding, I think in saying this because we ultimately have no control over these vessels of flesh that we're in, but like what the fuck is up with peeing? I think the problem is that we like think we're in control, right? Like you grow up thinking like this is on me. Like, if I exercise, this happens. If I do this, this happens. And then you hit an age where it's like, oh, now I learned this early because of the Crohn's disease. I knew mm-hmm. I was not in charge of anything inside mm-hmm. and I am at the whim of my intestines. But the rest of the body is also like, well, uh, good morning. We can't hold our pee anymore. <laughs> There's like no warning sign. No, nothing. If I even think about a bathroom I gotta go and I have to go like soon and I might dribble a little if it takes too long to get my pants off I see you guys are both like drinking water and I do also have an Owala water bottle they are the best oh the best oh my gosh god (laughs) so good but it's like I I could never be like a walk around with a water bottle person because I will have an emergency. And that is it's just so cruel. I mean, maybe the cruelest part is like, you know, you hit your 40s, you got your stuff, you're like, like, this is my house, look at my nice bed or whatever it is that you have. And it's like, I've made it, I feel good. And then like, you know, your rotten, your rotten, like pre-corpse is like, oh, <laughs> You can't drink water anymore without it immediately draining out of you. I guess it's a way to keep us all humble, but I'm peeing constantly on everything. It's, I, you know, I would say it's gross, but it, it's, it's a part of me now. Yes. It's also yeah. the truth about our bodies, right? Like, this is really what is happening like you know and and for so long i feel like especially i I, i've been so conditioned never to discuss what's going on with my body Mm -hmm. you know like you're just sitting in a meeting bleeding out of your fucking vagina (laughs) 
yeah. and you and you're just going on with your life. Like, I mean, I think that a lot of people go through life being taught not to speak about these physical things we're experiencing. So, yeah. I think and it does important. a disservice to us all. If yes, the, here's yes. how I'm going to frame my work at, in a positive light. Because usually I'm like, it's just poop jokes. But <laughs> if we if if Reading my stuff frees up anyone to just, and I mean like little, I'm talking little ways, like say getting up from the table and being like, I'm going to poop. I'm not like going to check my lipstick or text on the toilet. Like I am going to move my bowels. Then I will feel like uh, this work is not in vain. I just feel like if Mm. we talk about our stuff, more and i'm i'm gonna say that this is true because people now constantly tell me about their bodies it just it makes us closer we feel less freakish it's just everybody tells someone today someone you don't live with that you have to poop (laughs) say it like it's normal don't be ashamed i'm just trying to get us all there I mean, I have definitely said to Kate, like, when we're scheduled to record, like, I need 10 minutes, I have to poop. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. I'm yeah. pooping, my poop is taking a long, like, longer <laughs> than I thought. <laughs> I love that. I like, love it's just it. Like, if I can't say it to Kate, who are you going to say it to? Who can I say it to? But right. yes, I think we sh- I, you're totally right. Like, it should just be normalized across the board. Sam, this is running on May 17th. Also, by the way, your book is coming out on my birthday. So I really feel like it was uh, meant to be just a special present to myself. Uh, It is. Uh, It's just for you. Your book is a Taurus, which I also really respect. (laughs) I have never heard you assign an astrological (laughs) sign to a book, but I love it. I love the it title so much. fits Listen, a Taurus It book. does. The book, the book feels very Taurian, oh, I have to say. Okay. And as a Maybe Taurus a sun Taurus. and moon, I feel that I can say this. Oh, yes, you are anyway, the expert. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Um, <laughs> this is coming out on the 17th. I know you're doing some events for your book. Are there some coming up that people can yeah, get tickets I'm to? Doing- Where can they find that info? Well... <laughs> I should have a web. I do have a website, but nothing's on it but my agent's phone number. <laughs> you know what? So they should just reasonable. call your agent. <laughs> <laughs> if you go, okay, for the events, if you want, do I have it linked on my newsletter? No, I don't. Okay, you could go to like random, like go to Random House and put my name in, and all my tour stuff will pop up. Okay. That's it, that's terrible. I am the worst self promoter. Like click six links to get to Well, <laughs> you know, maybe by May maybe by May seventeenth you'll have it on your website. Yes, that is I need to call a web designer, but that it you are correct. I yes, can do we're gonna that. manifest this for yes, you. I can do that. <laughs> I can get and someone to Sam, fix my website. What, what is your website? Well, it's SamanthaIrby.com, but don't go there because there truly is nothing but a picture of a toilet and my agent's (laughs) number. But I have a sub stack, which is at bitches.it.substack.com. 
which you know I've been slow to update lately. I got to get back on that, but yeah. But every time you do send one out, oh I'm boy, like, oh I just get a little, little you know jolt. Of I have another one so. coming today. It's coming. Oh, coming. Oh. I got you. I yes, you know what? I'm you. gonna shout you guys out. I'm gonna oh. link all your books and That's your so show. Nice. nice. Thank you. Because I love you. Uh, well, well, we love you, and I mean, I boy, wish do we. you would just come on every episode, but I guess it's probably not possible. Oh, <laughs> I texted Dory um, my favorite line of your book. I was was reading, and it's just like I really regret doing podcasts, and I was like, ha ha ha, I was like, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> anyway, on that note, thank you for coming on our show. Thank, thank you. you for having me. I will do this whenever. The best. I love you both so much. I almost, I didn't have time. I almost dipped over to Costco to get a uh, sweatshirt. (laughs) (laughs) Some solidarity. So I will do that after. Thank you. I am wearing my Carol Hawkmans. Those are good at Costco undies. Also, Costco has great uh, Eddie Bauer pajamas right now. Oh. You know, the things I know about. are like, do you can you get a can we get you a deal with them? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've spent so much money at Costco, it's like obscene. No, for real. You are like I buy stuff because wow, you, thank you post stuff. Can I reach out to Costco and be like, You Listen, let them I don't think they work with like influencers or anybody. Like I've never seen anybody doing a branded ad. Like I, I don't know. Because they their don't deal have is. to. They, they don't they're, have to. They're that good. Yeah. I know. But we could at least get you some free butter or cheese, oh, whatever. Some I free rotisserie chickens. Yes, something. A big <laughs> pizza, a palette of croissants. <laughs> I'm going to see if, I can, if oh. I can figure that out for you because oh, you just, are my Costco guru. That is like truly such an honor. Uh, I love Costco. <laughs> I mean, it, like, again, when I, that's another thing where I'm like, I love this thing. And people are like, LOL. And I'm like, no, no, I really buy my jeans there. It's... It's great. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite place. Uh, well, thank you, Sam. Thank you, you for everything. You are so welcome. I love you both. I love all the kids, the husbands, everybody. Well, right back at you. Well, I mean, Dory, what else is there to say? Uh, I just love that person. I love the human being, Samantha Irby. I know. And also, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lie. I also love the writer because truly, I just think like one of the funniest writers uh, writing words right now. Yes, I I think that is accurate. I agree with that assessment. Everyone should read. Everyone should read her. And if you haven't read her previous books, you should pick those up too. Just get a whole collection. Just get because, the Sam Irby collection. Oh, the Sam Irby collection. You know what? Do you remember like the Lifetime collection? Those infomercial, yes. uh, infomercials that would run at night? Yes. Be like, it would be like best 80s love songs. Totally. It'd be like Michael Bolton. Totally. That's what this is. Totally. This is an infomercial for the Samantha for Irby the collection. For the Samantha Irby collection. <sighs> well, Kate, how are you? how are you doing in terms of like, feeling good at stuff okay i don't i don't want to like get ahead of myself but i have gone through what i'm gonna say is a bit of a transformation in the last week what i truly 
And I'm going to tell you, there was an astrological eclipse last weekend. And it was supposed to be like this big astrological upheaval. And I, I like like astrology, but I don't normally like feel eclipses. When I tell you that I have gone through what feels like a transformation, I like I have, it was like overnight, I just was kind of like, I don't have to feel bad about stuff. Mm. Like I, like something happened where normally I would have, I was, I would have gotten really in my head and beaten myself up and blamed myself. And then I would have apologized and like, and then I was like in apology. I, I, then I thought to myself, well, in apologizing, like one, I don't need to take ownership for this. I didn't do anything. And two, when I make that apology to the person, then I'm making them take care of me. And like, mm. I don't need to put that on them either. So I am going to choose not to take this on. And then I did it. Wow. That's I great. I don't know what's happening. That's amazing. I'm also like a little bit feeling more comfortable just like being straightforward and not avoiding conflict. I love this for you. I mean, maybe you've noticed I'm a little spicy lately. Oh, I have noticed this. I like I'm kind of in the mood to like, like, t- like take things head on. I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. I mean... I respect it. What's happening? You're coming into your power. Maybe. It only took 44 years just tiptoeing on in. Better late than never. Better late than never. Whoa. (laughs) Did you hear that? I did. We just said that at the exact same time. I know. And in like the same intonation. Uh Uh-huh. And the same kind of quiet voice. Well, this week, my intention is to take breaks from my Apple Watch. And I will tell you, that is because I'm trying not to be as dependent on devices. And Mm. also, I'm trying to not track exercise and make movement a thing that needs to be tracked all the time. Like, can I go for a walk and not track it? And does it still count? Mm. Yes, but I have to actually practice that. I love that. I love that. So that's that's what I'm working on this week. How about you, Dory? I were doing birthday work last yeah, week. Yeah, and just one more thing about the Apple Watch. I I mm. find myself putting it on do not disturb more. Mm-hmm. Just because like especially <laughs> I've noticed like if a text chain is popping off. Oh my god, it's so annoying. It's just like the constant buzz on my wrist. I'm like I cannot take this. So yeah, I've been I've been putting myself on do not disturb a lot more. Anyway, I love all that. Um, yes, birthday anticipation. Yeah, I mean, look, we're re- we are recording this actually before my birthday, even though this is airing after my birthday, and I I feel like I'm feeling sort of like remarkably chill about it. Um, That's great. I definitely I think in the past had more anxiety around aging, and mm. now. I'm just like, bring it the fuck on. Bring it the fuck on, says Dory. Yeah. Bring it the fuck on. Bring it the fuck on. And with that said, I feel like this is always like a good time to just sort of like take stock. Yep. Kind of look look back, look forward, look, back, look, look around. Forward. Yep. 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 Just like every, that was all the directions. That was all the directions. Of, so. Um. Yeah, just do like a little sort of like formal self-reflection. Mm. So that's all. That's 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 what I would like to do this week. We'll see if it actually happens, but that's my intention. 
I love that. I think that's great. Thank I will you. reflect with you. Oh, good. Happiest birthday. Great. Can't wait to celebrate you tonight. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, look, we have to end every show with this very important announcement that the podcast for 35 is hosted by us and produced by us, Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer. It's produced and edited by Sam Junio. Sammy Reed is our project manager and our network partner is ACAST. We will talk to you all later. Have a great rest of your day. Bye.